FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We'd like to first thank our sponsors, WFG Enterprise Solutions, Incelerate, and Next Level Advisors. Well, I couldn't be more excited about our next guest. Pardon me, I should say a repeat guest who wowed the crowds and the listeners last time that she was on. She is an award-winning badass leader, a BI ninja, Data Whisperer, love that one. Digital Transformation Enthusiast, the list goes on and on and on, but please help me welcome Suha Zeal. She is the Chief Analytics Officer at EPM and on the Board of Directors for Women with Vision. Suha, welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. Thank you so much for having me again. How are you doing today? I am doing great, and I couldn't be better now that I get a chance to talk to you. Last time we, we started talking data and we could have talked for a few hours. So I couldn't be more pleased that you can join me today. And let's dive deeper into some of the topics and some of the issues. And I think last time we talked this, but started and at least set the table for data, the importance of data. What I wanted to first kind of talk about was what are some of the biggest impediments for lenders in data? Is it they can't get it out of their LOS, their POS doesn't talk to their LOS, they don't have their workflow mapped out? What are some of the things that you think are some of the biggest impediments for lenders really taking advantage of all of the incredible amounts of data that they have? Well, first, again, thank you for having me on the show. I think when it comes to data, um, a lot of lenders, actually a lot of organizations, face two different issues. One, sometimes they throw somebody who knows Excel and they think, okay, this person's gonna be able to do everything we need to do from a business intelligence analytics perspective. And while that person has the skill set to do you know, Excel reports and do VLOOKUPs and massage the data, to actually be able to tell the story takes a little bit more than just using Excel. So I think that's one of the first pitfalls that some of the organizations face is that they're not putting the right person in the role. Um, the second part is really what you alluded to. Um, many organizations have so many different data sources. We're getting better about integrating our CRMs with our POSs, with our LOSs, with our servicing data, with, you know, with our post-closing platforms. We're getting better, but we're not there. And again, it takes a certain type of skill set to coordinate and collaborate from all of these different data silos to create a data lake or a data warehouse or something that allows you to build the foundation for your business intelligence platform. Great insights. And I think, is there tools that you think people should be using? Is there methodologies that you say, if people really embrace this, is MISMO the answer? So many times I've been in the industry for so long and people would talk MISMO, if we could just get the data standards. What are some of the things that 
you think actually help move the process along? Uh, and what are some of the things that you know really haven't delivered on some of the promises? Well, I mean, funny that you should bring up MISMO with the with the move to the new Erla. Um, you know, that's going to really rely on the new MISMO 3.4 um, structure to be able to share data with the different providers, whether you're writing your own or you're, you know, integrating with so many of the different platforms that are out there that help you build that customer. Sue, so you just went on pause for a second. Um, where did you lose me? <laughs> you were just talking about, well, we can just do that question again and I'll just kind of cut this segment. So I'll edit it. So Suha, what are some of the either tools, you know, we talked about MISMO, what are some of the things that are holding people up or what are some of the things that they can really be leveraging? Um, I know there's new Erla changes, the new structure or format. Tell me a little bit about what you're seeing out there. I think with the new Erla and the need to be on MISMO 3.4 so that you can communicate with the different platforms, whether it's, you know, Freddie's LPA or, or Fanny's DU or some of the many providers who are really creating the new online experience for customers, having that standardization is really going to force us to be sort of similar in how we handle our data. So I think that's going to sort of hurt us in that in that direction, if you will. But I still think that each lender, each organization has specific data points that are consistent across the industry, but then they also have things that they need to be able to manage their own customer profile. And as the you know as the leadership begins to review those they need to identify what are these key data points that they need and then start to map them into their business intelligence platform what what do small lenders do right you know larger lenders they've got a team they've got somebody who is skilled as you are doing it what do some of these smaller lenders do who maybe not have all of that team how can they leverage and benefit from data? I think there's a two sides to that coin. I think one, they may need to outsource some of that work. Find a great um, provider of business intelligence that can help them develop the foundation. Again, going back to where I started, where some organizations put in their Excel guru, if you will, to handle this and start preparing some of these reporting and analytics and KPIs that they need. That may be a starting point. That person can then work with the BI platform to develop a strategy for that organization. You don't really need a whole team of 10 or 20 to develop this. You need the collaboration with your technology team, absolutely. You need the collaboration with the business units, without a question. But whether you're a small or mid-size, you know, you need to just have somebody who is capable who can take it to the next level. And in a smaller organization, the best solution, I think, is to partner with somebody. Um, you know, I don't want to throw names out. There are many different platforms that 
cater to business intelligence and you can just google it look at look on gartner you know um the magic quadrant it will tell you all the different bi platforms that are out there and it will tell you what type of um, customer they serve so that you can leverage the right platform for your organization for your organization and then build on that you know you you have to start somewhere and then you build on that and that's how you develop a true business intelligence strategy so that you can leverage the data that you have but you have to start somewhere i think you bring up a really good point about not every lender has the whole team the resources and everything but you can outsource it now there's so many wonderful bi tools there's a number of mortgage specific bi tools if you had to give any advice as people are looking at these tools what are some ways that they can vet some of these vendors and how do they determine what would be a good bi tool for their organization um again i mean i would start with doing some research um, there are some great organizations out there that offer a multitude of information about the different BI platforms. From there, you should, as an organization, you should sit down and map out what are your key strategic requirements from a BI platform, from what you want to get out of it. And then from there, as you're vetting these different providers, you check off and see, do they can I get this with them? Do they provide this? Can they integrate? Do they use APIs? Um, do they speak directly with you know, my LOS, my POS, my CRM? Those are the key things that you need to, sorry, determine before you select your, your BI platform, your vendor that you're gonna partner with. You need to know what you want to get out of it. Once you know that, then you can put a matrix together of key requirements that you want your provider, your partner to be able to deliver. And then you execute on that. You, you know, a lot of them will offer you a 15 day, a 30 day trial where you can actually put your own data and try to see what you can get out of it. Um, it, it's really the, the, the magnitude available to lenders is phenomenal right now. It's not where we were even two years ago. Great insights. And I think one of the last things is we really talk tech and then you have so many other great initiatives that I want to make sure we get to. But one of the things I kind of keep hearing you, you say, whether it's directly or indirectly, is it's, there's got to be buy-in from the leadership. As someone who is a BI ninja, somebody who is a data whisperer, how do you get buy-in from the executive team about the importance and to put the, the time, the resources into these type of tools? First and foremost, you have to be a good listener. You have to listen to understand what the executives are looking for then you have to turn it into a story. If you give an executive table after table of data, their eyes are gonna glaze over and they're not, you're not gonna get what you want. You're not gonna get the buy-in, you're not gonna get the adoption. But if you know one of their key pain points, for example, is gain on sale, for example, then build a story around that. Look at the data, develop some trends and analytics on what your gain on sale has been. How has it been progressing from 2019, 2020, with compressed margins, with, with COVID, with everything? Build the story and tell the story. 
that will get you the adoption because then their light bulb will go in their will go off in their head and they go oh i now understand what you're talking about and i see the story that you're trying to tell me and i want to learn more and that's when you know you got them that's when you know that you're on the right path but if you're just giving people tables and numbers with a couple of charts you're you're not you're not making headway and you're really not listening to understand what they are looking for uh, i love it two key points listening is critical and i think as volumes are up as rates are low and people get so busy as people get busy they don't seem to listen as well you got to take a step back and listen suha that is great advice there and then i think the second one that a lot of people really miss when we talk data it's not data numbers calculations spreadsheets you know dashboards it's how do you use that information to bring the story to life and i think you so eloquently talk about that of you've got to be able to tell the story and the only way you know what story to tell is by great listening incredible insights i'm sure our listeners are taking notes but we've got other things we got to get to too and you and i could talk data for hours but I just saw posted today on LinkedIn, and I wanna give you a big, huge congratulations. You were named to the board of directors at Women With Vision. Tell me a little bit about that and congratulations. Thank you so much. Yes, that, that actually was announced today and I'm incredibly grateful and blessed to have this opportunity. Um, I was associated with Women With Vision with um, Christine Beckwith um, since 2019. And I love the, what they what the whole organization is trying to do lifting women paying it forward helping women achieve their path of success and the opportunity came for me to join their board um, this year on the technology side so i'm very grateful and happy to be able to lend some knowledge and expertise because i think our our entire industry really needs a voice like that um christine and laura brandea who's our chairman of the board are incredible powerhouses and i am so fortunate to be serving with them on the board of directors fantastic and, and you're going to do a, an incredible job there i have no doubt about that at all you've also started a new initiative and this is really what i want to talk to you about uh, as we still you know have some time left i think this is critical you've rolled out a new program uh, i've seen you distribute it uh, through linkedin uh, incredible videos tell me a little bit about this new pro program you know the one i'm talking about give us the name tell people kind of how did it get started and then i have a flood of questions for you so one of the things that you probably know I'm most passionate about is supporting and helping other women. Um, earlier in January, I had the pleasure of interviewing uh, Marsha Davies, the Chief Operating Officer for MBA's Empower organization. Marsha is incredibly, incredibly powerful and so um, uplifting. And during our conversation, something came up of how are we going to help the next generation to step up? We're not all going to be living until 150 working in our industry, and we need to start paving the way, paying it forward to that next generation. And honestly, the interview was on a Friday. 
I was up Saturday and Sunday thinking about how, what can I do as one person? And the idea came to me to create a platform that we recognize what I'm referring to as rising stars in our industry. These are not people in, you know, in high leadership position. They are people in the trenches who are doing the work, doing exceptional work at their organizations. And so the, you know, that's really where the idea was born. I, I spoke with Marsha and she was very, very supportive. I spoke with Laura Brandeo as well, and she was very supportive. I wanted to get some other leaders input and feedback about that because I've never done anything like this. And so in the spotlight with Suha was born, um, We've already um, recognized two rising stars. Uh, it, it's actually becoming like a job of its own between the recording and the editing and the posting and all the feedback that I'm getting. And, you know, it, it has just been phenomenal. And I am so happy that I am able to pay it forward, to, to shine the light on some of these incredible young women who are going to do phenomenal things as their careers progress. Um, you know, our first rising star was Angie Scribner. She was with EPM. Um, she is with EPM. And I, you know, we selected her from the nominees because it was such a short time frame. And I wanted to get the first rising star out. Um, our second rising star was Cassidy Woolard from um, Data Verify. So we're not limiting the, the, um, the people that we're putting in the spotlight to just um, people who are employed by the mortgage lenders. We're, I've actually expanded it. I want to highlight all the partners, all the providers, not just mortgage lenders, because we have an incredible amount of phenomenal women that we need to recognize and we need to show them up and make sure that we are lifting them up, that we're providing them with the, with the opportunity to progress. So I can talk about this for hours, as you can tell. I'm really passionate about this. Well, and you can you can feel that passion through this conversation. And I think it is so critically important for our industry. And really, I'm a big believer. John Maxwell has a quote that, that I absolutely love. It says, everything rises and falls on leadership. And I think it's critical for us as leaders in the industry now, as influencers of how do we pass that baton? How do we give back? It's got to be more than us just working hard and getting a paycheck and having some success. It's what kind of legacy can we leave behind? And I know throughout my career, there's been some incredible leaders who took the time and put me, took me under their wings and showed me whether it was right when I got started in the mortgage industry. I remember meeting with Dave Coleman when he was at uh, Fannie Mae, or you know, meeting with uh, Cheryl Kenny, uh, and she was at, at a credit company when I first got started. Um, and they just, Michael, welcome to the industry. And I think more than anything, they brought me in, and it wasn't just sharing knowledge, but it was welcoming me. How's your family doing? You would see them at events, and I so I so firmly believe uh, in this cause, Suha. I, I couldn't be more excited for you. Um, where do people find it? How do people nominate other people? Tell me a little bit more about that so our listeners can continue to really grow in this movement and continue to recognize these rising stars uh, who are going to be the next generation leaders here in the mortgage industry. 
Absolutely. Um, I actually, in, in the videos that I post, um, I provide my direct email address. It doesn't go to anybody. It comes directly to me. It's suha, S-U-H-A, at epm.net. If you have somebody that you'd like to nominate, please send me an email. Let me know who they are and why you are nominating them. I think it's really important to show the way as my CEO says, Eddie um, Perez at EPM, we have to show the way. It is, like you said, it rests on our shoulders. We are the one who have to show the way to this next generation. And one of the reasons I'm excited about my um, appointment as a, as a board of director member is I'm not letting the cat out of the bag, but we have some incredible things coming under the Women with Vision umbrella for the next generation as well. So I would love the listeners to keep their ears and eyes open because they're going to see this on LinkedIn, on social media. We have some incredible things as well that will help us show the way to that next generation. Suha, I, like I said, I couldn't be more excited about this initiative. I, I will continue to promote it the best that we can. I have two daughters, uh, one's in the workforce, one's finishing up college. I want them to be able to break through glass ceilings. I want them to get mentorship where people can extend a helping hand. I've been an executive mentor at Xavier University for over the past 15 years of helping college students and mentor them in their career choices. And I find in doing that, I get probably more out of it than the students that I work with. If other people kind of want to join this cause, not just to nominate people, but what can they do to help out? What can they do to get the word out? How can they assist you in this incredibly important movement? You know, post about it. Ask people if they need help. Um, I was incredibly touched. Um, a young woman um, whom I did not even know reached out to me after she watched one of the videos and she is in, in graduate school in business intelligence and she wanted some advice and i felt incredibly touched that somebody would directly reach out to me and ask for help make yourself available that's the best thing you can do is to let people know that you are ready willing and able to help them to show them the way to answer questions to to be a mentor even you know to help out any way you can again um my LinkedIn profile, my, you can find me. If you have any questions, directly write to me through my email, send me a message on LinkedIn. I am happy to share what knowledge I have. There's a lot I don't know, but there's some stuff that I do know, and I, I am so happy to help and share that knowledge. That's what we're here for, to help each other and to show the way. Oh. Suha, I love how you said, make yourself available. Yes, we're all busy executives. Yes, we all have a number of things going on, but when you make yourself available, when you put yourself out there, it doesn't mean that you have all the answers. It doesn't mean we know everything. I learn something from every one of my guests. I learn something from you every time we talk about data and analytics and everything else. But by putting yourself out there, you start attracting people and they ask, you know, you brought up, uh, that graduate student who reached out to you, I had the exact same experience last week. I have a call this coming Friday with a student who started listening to this podcast, is doing some research uh, in FinTech and said, 
hey, you're the first person who ever responded to my email. Would you mind if I have, I have a couple of questions? Could we schedule a call? And I said, sure. And I think that goes to what you said about make yourself available. Doesn't mean we have to, to know all the answers, but if we make ourselves available, we can impact the next generation of leaders. And I think that's one of the responsibilities that we have. We've been very blessed. I've been in the mortgage industry 20 plus years. It's been very good to me and to my family. And more importantly, I've met some incredible people like yourself. And we need to next, now share that with the next generation and the people that are coming up the ranks. Uh, so what an incredible cause. You are such an awesome leader, not just a, a data whisperer, but really you're, you're making such a great impact on the lives of those around us on women that are rising through the ranks, showing them the way, giving them a hand up, giving them a piece of advice. So I just wanna thank you on behalf of the entire industry. For those of you listening, contact Suha, reach out to her, nominate some people. We need to keep this movement going so that more and more people get recognized and we continue to grow this next gen of leadership. Suha, anything else you wanna end with? I can't believe that our time is already up. Like I said, I could sit and talk to you for hours. Uh, anything that you want to leave our listeners with as we end this episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast? Just thank you for listening and thank you for being there for others. That's like you said, it rests on our shoulders and we have to take that responsibility seriously. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Suha, it is a delight to have you. You are welcome back anytime. Have a fantastic day, and I know we'll be in touch soon. Keep up the cause. Keep making a difference. And everyone, if you are listening, make sure that you check out In the Spotlight from Suha's LinkedIn account. And like she said, I love the curiosity approach. There's even bigger and more announcements coming from women uh, with vision. So we'll all be looking for that. Thank you and have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. Are you struggling to keep up with record origination volumes? From property valuation and appraisal to title insurance and closing services, WFG Enterprise Solutions provides flexible mortgage origination services that address your organization's needs head-on. By taking the time to understand how you run your business, WFG can create solutions that save you time and money on every transaction. That's why WFG consistently earns Net Promoter's world-class ranking for customer satisfaction. Innovative solutions, world-class customer satisfaction. Get to know WFG today at WFGLS.com. Are you looking to close more loans in 2021? Experience Accelerate's award-winning customer engagement platform, featuring lead management, CRM, call routing, sales enablement, marketing automation, borrower engagement, and data intelligence through innovative use of multi-channel marketing, text, social media, email, direct mail, phone, ringless voicemail, retargeting, and so much more. Accelerate, helping lenders close more loans through better borrower engagement. Schedule your personal demo today at Incelerate.com. FinTech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow.